Hello everyone, welcome to the Freezer Files. Um, today we are going to be talking about the disappearance of John Bonet Ramsey. And this is for sure one of the most notorious cold cases I've ever seen. I've watched so many documentaries on it. I've looked a ton into it. And it's for sure like a little bit weird how everything went down. And kind of gets a little sketchy and makes you think a little bit so let's start talking about it so Jamine Ramsey was an American child beauty queen she was the daughter of, of affluent parents and she was only six years old when she was murdered in her house in Boulder Colorado on December 26th 1996 her murder is still unsolved and it's one of the decade's most famous police investigations in 2008, new DNA technology helped excuse the Ramsey family from any wrongdoing in her murder, but recently in 2016, evidence suggests that DNA evidence they took isn't wasn't just John Bonet's DNA, it was actually a mixture of DNA, and more testing was expected to take place, but nothing really came of that. So that kind of led to nowhere. To this date, no one has been charged for John Bonet's murder, and the investigation still remains open over two decades after her death. Two decades, it's still open to this day. It has not been closed. Now, let's talk a little bit more about John Bonet's short life so you can kind of understand who she was, how this happened, everything like that. She was named after her father, John Bennett, and her mother, Patricia, who's also called Patsy. So if you hear Patsy later on, that's why that's her mother's name. Um, John Bonet Patricia Ramsey was born on August 6, 1990, in Atlanta, Georgia. She was the youngest children of two. Her brother, Burke, was only nine at the time of her murder. John Bonet was an outgoing Southern girl who loved being the center of attention. By the age of six, she had already won multiple pageant titles. Thanks to her bouncy blonde hair and poised smiling glittery costumes, she was so cute and she for sure, you could tell she was like a pageant girl. She just had that look. Her father was a multi-millionaire businessman and her mother was a former beauty queen. She was Miss West Virginia of 1997, or 1977, sorry. And they doted on their daughter in every way. She had a luxurious home full of everything she would ever need to live a comfortable life. On the morning of December 26, 1996, Patsy called the police after finding a three-page ransom note demanding 1000 I mean, $118,000. That is a lot of money, but they were rich, so they were multimillionaires. So, yeah, that's the money they were demanding for her daughter's safe return. But later that afternoon... JonBenet's body was found in the basement. She had a fractured skull. She had been sexually assaulted and was strangled with a groat, which is a strangulation device. And it's basically um, like a rope type thing with just handles on each end. Yeah. And it was made from one of Patsy's paintbrushes. According to the coroner's report, JonBenet's official cause of death was asphyxi- asphyxiation by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. Her death was classified as a homicide. Arriving at the initial crime scene, the Boulder Police Department had made crucial errors that messed up the investigation. Like, if they hadn't made these errors, this could have been possibly solved and it could have 
not been open still. So that's kind of where things get a little bit weird right here. So one of the base mistakes was they allowed John Bennett or John Bennett to move his daughter's body from the basement upstairs. Like that just completely messed everything up because they the police didn't actually see her. He just brought her upstairs, which was a big mistake because then they actually have no idea exactly where she was found any of that because he moved her which does seem a little bit suspicious when you think about it like why would he do that why would he not just get the police but obviously if you're a grieving parent or you're worried you aren't gonna think rationally i guess but yeah him and patsy also were not separated him and patsy were not interviewed separately they were interviewed together for initial questioning so if they did play a part in this, you wouldn't know now because they were questioned together and that is not how it's supposed to happen. So that was a mistake on the police's part and that could have also been crucial and evidence-wise if they had anything to do with it. But now we'll never know. In the next four years, no major leads were made, although the Ramses became the main suspects. Most of the public viewed the parents as guilty after hearing about evidence that did not make them seem as innocent as they claimed. John and Patsy both gave very inconsistent stories on their media appearances, which made them appear very guilty. They would always be adding stuff that they hadn't said before, or taking out stuff or forgetting things, or stuff like that. Like Sometimes they were like crucial things too, so it was like kind of like, how did you forget that happened? You know? It just made you question, like, why are these stories not all lining up? And the cryptic ransom note was actually discovered to be written on paper found in the house. And that that doesn't make any sense to me. That has never made sense. Um, why would you take the time to write the ransom note in the house that you broke into when you don't know if someone's going to wake up, someone's going to find you? You don't know any of that. So you take the time to write the ransom note. I feel like you would come there prepared. You know? Like, I don't know. That just seems a little bit suspicious to me. Also, um, the duct tape that was over JonBenet's mouth had fibers on it that matched some of Patsy's clothes. The clothes she was wearing that night. So that is also suspicious, but it could be due to the fact that they were they moved her. When they found her so yeah that's also something that got mixed up because they moved her in december 1999 the boulder grand jury voted to charge john and patsy for their alleged role in their daughter's murder but boulder district attorney alex hunter decided not to charge them due to insufficient evidence so there just wasn't enough as evidence to actually pinpoint it on them but they were the main leads for a long time After the case was dropped, the Ramsey family returned to Atlanta, Georgia to escape the media glare and released the 2001 memoir, The Death of Innocence. Four years later, Patsy passed due to ovarian cancer at the age of 49, and John claims he lost his entire family fortune after being a multimillionaire in the 1990s. Everything. He's no longer a multimillionaire. And I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but like... That also is a little bit strange, but yeah, he, like his entire family fortune is just gone. 
In 2016, John Bonet's brother Burke made an unexpected appearance on the Dr. Phil show, breaking his 20-year silence about the case, but he didn't bring any new evidence to the story. He just told the same old story we've all heard, we all know, stuff like that. And his parents um, did purposely keep him away from all the media while the whole investigations and everything were happening in the beginning. Um, well, probably because he was so young, but yeah. Countless books, documentaries, and true crime shows have featured their own theories about JonBenet's murder outside of the Ramsey family. Um, the media has also reported on others deemed suspicious. So here we're going to talk about a couple of people that the media, people part of the investigation, people not part of the investigation, all think they could play who could have committed this murder. So first off was Gary Olivia. He was a family friend, but he was also a convicted child sex offender. Um, he was allowed jo- around John Bonet alone, which is a little bit questionable on the parents' part because he is a convicted child sex offender. But Lou Smith was a Colorado homicide detective hired to help with the John Bonet Ramsey investigation. And he was among the strongest supporters of the intruder theory, but he did bring up Gary Olivia as a possible suspect, saying the registered sex offender and known pedophile was near the Ramsey house the night she was killed. But that really didn't lead to anything, and that theory also went cold. Um, next, The next theory was the housekeeper, Linda Hoffman Poo. And she'd worked for the family as the housekeeper, and her husband, Mervyn, was their handyman, so she did have a key to the house. And during the investigation of John Bonet's murder, Hoffman Pugh didn't fit the profile the police were after, and the profile was a white male, former convict, 20 to 30 years old. But she didn't hold back on voicing how suspicious she was of Patsy that Patsy had accidentally killed John Bonet. She thought it was an accident, and they were just trying to play it off somehow. Um, and then Patsy obviously got a little bit upset about that and claimed that Hoffman was struggling for money and asked them for a loan of several thousands of dollars, which I don't, it's not really sure if that's true or not, or if she just said that out of, you know, anger. And she said they declined, and then the police showed up and asked the housekeeper to write the number 180000 on a piece of paper, and they took her fingerprints and several strands of her hair, and then she testified in front of a grand jury for eight hours, and Patsy even claimed she had multiple personalities, but nothing came of that. They were going to compare her writing to the, on the note, and nothing came of that, but actually, um, the writing on the note slightly matched Patsy's handwriting, which was something a little bit suspicious, because obviously, if you're writing a ransom note, you're going to try and make it look different from your original handwriting. But after a while, you know, three pages, you get tired and you just start adapting to your natural handwriting. And it started to look like Patsy's, but they didn't look further into that, which I think is a little bit weird. Like the paper came from the house and the handwriting matches Patsy's in a slight way. But still, I would have definitely looked more into that, but the police didn't. The next person they thought it could possibly be was the electrician, Michael Helgoth. Helgoth worked near the Ramsey family home and had a history of violence and sexual abuse. 
He also allegedly told a friend that he and a business partner would be making five fifty thousand to eighty thousand around the time of the murder, which also is a little bit suspicious due to the money asked for in the ransom. Um, roughly the amount asked for in the ransom note, of course. And the district attorney announced they had narrowed down a list of suspects in January 1997. And two days later, Helgoth was found dead in an apartment with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. So, um, yeah, he shot himself. It, or it appeared that he shot himself. But he could have known information someone didn't want him to say. Also, it could have been him, but they just couldn't look into it anymore because obviously he was dead. And that wouldn't have even got anywhere. The next person is um this town Santa, actually. They suspected him. His name's Bill McReynolds. And some thought that the family friend who saw, he saw John Bonet the night before the murder was responsible. He was dressed as Santa Claus and he, they thought he had taken a special liking to the girl. Um, nothing really more came of that. Just a theory from people around town. But they never even looked into him. They didn't even consider it. And the theory that I've heard the most is actually her brother Burke. So many people believe this. This is definitely one of the most um, looked into theories. He had an awful temper. He didn't like that JonBenet got so much attention. And he didn't because she was the beauty queen. And he was just her older brother. And it did lead to a lot of jealousy in the family. And it could have led to him lashing out, getting mad, and accidentally killing her, or even on purpose. But that is for sure one of the most popular theories among people today. A hundred percent, like, that's just the one I've heard the most. And that one I do actually believe could be true, but again, they didn't really even look into that. Even though a lot of signs led to the, a lot of foul play, like a lot of foul play, like so many things led to the Ramses trying to cover it up somehow or something like that. Like so many things just pointed to the Ramsey family and the police just didn't even take it into consideration. Like it's almost like they didn't want it to happen. Like they didn't want to figure it out. But, you know, I guess we won't know. I mean, the likelihood of this case being solved this far, I don't know. It's been over 20 years. I don't know if it's going to happen, but no one's been charged. Still a cold case. And that is that's just so sad. She was only six years old. She had so much life. Yeah. Um... Anyways, that is going to be the end of this episode of The Freezer Files. I hope you guys enjoyed. I had a lot of fun looking into this one. I've been looking into this one for a while now. I've watched a ton of documentaries on it. It is one of the more interesting ones, for sure. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of The Freezer Files.